Hello, and welcome to episode 99. I feel like we should just... 99. Just That's like a song. That like Nine times. <laughs> I'm reading it right here. Nine. Grace! <laughs> uh, Josh Gad had uh, uh, the reunion with Ferris Bueller on his YouTube channel thing today, so that's why it's in my head. You know what I'm waiting for? I'm all about that mm. Hannibal Zoom call. What's up? Mm. First of yep. all, let's yep. give a warm Divided by Werewolves welcome to Jace, uh, host, your, your host of the Level Playing Field podcast. And you've heard him occasionally on Drunk Watch. Uh, Jace, welcome to the show. Yep. Glad uh, to have you here. Hey, thanks for the invite. Thanks for having me. Long time listener, long time fan. So I'm, uh, I'm excited. Uh, yeah, but. So they did this Zoom call where they got all the people from Hannibal minus Lawrence Fishburne to do, and I'm talking to everybody mm-hmm. like Mads, yeah, and 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 Henrietta, uh, I think Pack Park's her last name, uh, all all the people, the people who even the person who did like all the food staging to get together <laughs> on this giant Zoom call nice. to talk about because they just <laughs> so they just released all three seasons of Hannibal on Netflix just like about a month ago, and so apparently now mm-hmm. it's like. Kind of and, and and fucking uh 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 Jillian Anderson oh Jillian Anderson I'll tell Sean he can tune in uh so yeah. I can't wait for that to come on because Hannibal was like my fucking jam like I love that show the fact that that actually was at well allowed to be on network to, not like FX or USA but NBC at ten yeah. o'clock on a Friday night. You could tune in and watch Mad Mickelson uh, 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 serve a dude his own leg. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, and then go to your and local the, news uh, where the, the, the anchors are just like, uh, <sighs> like the angel wing, like kill, yeah, baby, from fucking Midsummer and shit. I mean, oh, oh, yeah. my, oh god. my god, no, no, not Midsummer. <laughs> no, but for real, in Hannibal, the the guy. <laughs> The guy who who made people uh, 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 play their own vocal cords like a cello. Yes. Uh, yes. Chef's oh, jeez. I need to watch this. What? what? The- Whoa. Fucking- All right. I'm hitting Man. stop right now. We're getting on a fucking call, and we're gonna we're gonna fucking binge this shit. Strap in, motherfucker. <laughs> You're about to have your mind blown. Goddamn, you s- are not prepared for what NBC aired. <laughs> the, the second season of Hannibal is one is in my mind. Like, okay, so there's a bunch of shows where like their second season was like like second season of Justified, second season of Arrow, second season of Hannibal was like mm-hmm. boom. Just done. Like, yeah. Put that shit in a box yeah. because that's fucking perfect. Start to finish. Second yeah. season of Hannibal starts with a fight from the last episode. So you mm. know at the beginning of the second season of Hannibal, you know that shit has gotten real. And then mm. how it builds to that moment, it's, it's perfect. It's fucking perfect. I can't mm-hmm. like, I Jace. I wish I was you right now because you haven't seen yeah. it. I to can't take it, it out of my mind. Time. Yeah, you haven't seen it. I envy you because you're yep. about to go down a journey that is going to bring you to some fucked up but amazing and visually <laughs> beautiful, like sumptuous places. Hmm. Wow. We, we talked do... about like. 
a whole we we long for like yeah. is this show it's the, it's it's the it's that dragon that you chase if you're into this kind of shit mm. that it's so rare mm-hmm. but when it when you when you catch it mm-hmm. it's so good it's exquisite yeah okay it's this so definitely good. sounds like something I need to check out then it's at, it's mm. so good Mads Mikkelsen like I'm whatever I'll do anything but Mads Mikkelsen like mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah, we'll just leave it there. 48, who gives a shit anymore, right? There's no boundaries. We're all just yeah. living our lives. Eh. We're just living it's our lives. Th- it's 2020, so, it's 2020. you know. 2020. Hey. Who the fuck? Like, <laughs> like, all I think of is, like, is, is Kristen uh, Bell in, in The Good Place, where she's like, more guys should be by. Like, get over yourself. Exactly. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> anyway, so we have... I always say this. We have a lot to talk about. One of these times we're going to do a show and I'm going to be like, we have nothing to talk about. And it's just going to end. Yeah. Episode 100, five minutes. Yeah. Done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nothing happened. Have a good two weeks. <laughs> Wouldn't it be amazing, though, in 2020 mm-hmm. to be able to say nothing happened? Yeah. Wouldn't that be a yeah, luxury that'd be, that'd we would great. all love? To have? <laughs> like, like you would just be like, hey, what's up with you? Mm, nothing. What's up with you? Nothing. All right, we're done. Say, yeah. All right. So be like Seinfeld. Be like a show about nothing. Exactly. <laughs> uh, well, we've managed to do ninety ninety eight. I was gonna nothing. say, <laughs> you and I could talk about nothing for two hours for the rest of eternity. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely, it wouldn't be five minutes. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. Okay. So um, I finished Witcher three. Mitch, I know mm-hmm. you don't care. No, but. <laughs> So I did um, 150 hours on the on the switch. Yeah, uh, 150 Damn. hours. And uh, I don't know. I went, I'm assuming I put in. I'm assuming I actually put in the Witcher. Doing what now? Is here. I was going to say just the the things I could imagine doing with 150 hours that weren't the Witcher three. Just, yeah, but it'd be Destiny. So. Uh, that's yeah. <laughs> Mystery solved. Yeah, right. True. We all have our things. True. Yeah. Um, and what's funny is, like, I probably did more when I played it the first time because, like, in Skellige, which is the, it's like their version of, like, um, kind of the, the um, Scandinavian countries, um, there's, like, tons and tons of question marks on the map. And it's just, like, you find these smuggler caches underwater and you find swords and shit like that. And it's great if you're trying to raise money. Although I had this, like, there's a money glitch on the PS4 that I, I, I beat that shit like it owed me money. Um, and I, I got tons and tons of money. In retrospect, I didn't need to do it. But Skellige is a great place to go to, like, get funds because you can hit all these, like, smuggler caches and whatnot, get, like, a shit ton of gear and then go um, and sell it. And so I normally, when I played the game the first time, I did all that stuff because the the DLC, the two, so the um, Heart of Stone and then um, the uh, Wine one, which I forget what it was called, was like months later. Something about Blood and Wine? Blood and Wine, thank you. Yes, thank you. Um, But this time, everything was open from the beginning, so I didn't do all the the stuff in Skellige. I went right into the DLC, but then when I got done with Blood and Wine, I was like, you know what? Like, he's in, like, their version of France with Panthers, so, you know, whatever. I think that's a little bit of artistic license, (laughs) but I guess if you've got monsters running around, you can have Panthers in France. I don't know. Yeah. 
Not that much of a stretch. <laughs> Franthers, I guess. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> so he's in he's in France. He he has a winery now. His fucking yeah. love of his life, Jennifer, has because I so I shipped I, sh- I, I can just hear Mitch, I can just hear his eyes rolling into the back of his head right now <laughs> that he has to subject himself to this. So in the first the first game, I shipped him and, and Triss, because Triss, I think, is a less prickly person than, than Yennefer. But I, I decided to go more canonical this, this one, and I shipped, I shipped Gerald and Geralt, sorry, and, um, and Yen. So he finishes doing all his shit. He's at this winery, and there's just sun and booze. This fucking hot sorceress shows up, and he, she's like, yeah, I'm going to hang out here with you for the rest of our lives because I don't give a fuck about shit anymore. And he's like, I don't give a fuck about shit anymore either. And they're like, let's not give a fuck about shit together. And I'm like, I can't make him go to some fucking gray northern wasteland and dive into 10-degree <laughs> water would. to pick up some rusty-ass sword? Fuck that noise. <laughs> I'd- so I'd put his ass on roach and send his ass north immediately. No, fuck that. I was like, you, you and your lady, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna fuck in the mm-hmm. wine fields by day and drink wine by night, and you've both earned this. So have at it, enjoy. Man. And that's where I pick ended it. Shirts, goddamn pick right. Pick a shirt and just live your best life. Goddamn right. So I, I, as I always do in all my open world games, I, I bring the character back to where. I feel like this is where they should be, so they can. That's right. Like, cause the game's like Toy Story, right? They just they go live their life when I'm not playing it, right? And I, yeah, I brought big, him back to the a big ass wooden tub. Goddamn and no right! No idea where his keys are. Hell right! You got to steam. He's got to steam his his sterile junk. Uh, <laughs> and I and I saved it at the winery. And I shut it down, and I delete it from the Switch, and it is sitting in the box waiting to be sold, never to be played again. And it was just as good the second time around, because I didn't remember most of it. Gotcha. <laughs> so, so, so to sway me from ever purchasing, purchasing it for the Switch is just as bad the second time around as well. Gotcha. Um, you know, the thing is, it is a... It is a it's a it's a technical marvel that they were able to take a there game. There is that. that. That I will give that to. That that is very impressive. Yeah, that they uh, were a, to take a game this so, graphically like, demanding. Like yes, I'm so frequently like impressed with the Switch being that it is supposed to be this inferior console, but like uh Angela got the BioShock collection um and looking at BioShock on the Switch, I was just like, yeah, no, that's BioShock. Like that's that's fucking awesome. That you just like just the play Metro on the couch, right? The Metro ports are supposed to be fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, I need to get that because I love those games. Oh, I, I, I tried to play Exodus and I couldn't do it. I, I got about like two hours, three hours into it and I couldn't do it. I have it. I haven't played it yet, but I yeah, the switch is a <laughs> switch is like on fire. I mean, just the stuff that they're bringing to it, the stuff they're able to bring to it and how it, how it comes across. I, I just, just bought Xenoblade Chronicles just, Definitive Edition, a game I fucking hated when I played on the Wii and the 3DS, but I was like, let's give it another try. Because <laughs> <laughs> I need another 150-hour epic whatever. Mm. So, um, Okay, so Jace and I are both playing... The Last of Us Part Two, which is it's not The Last of Us Two. Don't get that shit mixed up. Mm-mm. 
Exactly. It's, Thank it's you for the last clarification. Of us part, it's the last of us TM part Roman numeral two. If you want to make sure that you write it out correctly, you don't want Neil, mm-hmm. Neil Druckmann sicking his Sony lawyers on you. You get that shit I right. Sure. <laughs> uh, so, Jace, you're further along in it than I am. I am about. Well, let's, as I said before, I haven't even killed a dog. I haven't, I haven't felt bad about killing a dog yet because I haven't had a dog to kill. You said you're well, what? I haven't like, gotten to that point either. Oh, okay. So I'm, uh, I just got out of the museum and started Seattle Day 2 is where I left out. Okay, and I just got out of the school, and I guess I'm Seattle Day 1? Yep. Maybe? I don't know. Okay. They don't really give you yeah. a calendar. They don't. She doesn't. Ellie doesn't open her Palm Pilot and is like, "What so, do I got on the okay. calendar today?" And well, I, a, at least when I went to day two, I did, a, did like one. a yeah, did like a did like a little thing that said Seattle Day Two. I was like, "Oh, okay, so that's where I am, Seattle Day Two. Seattle okay. Day Two is when you can get the pistol holster. <laughs> oh shit! It's very important. You can you can just with a button click just hot swap between pistol weapons. Jace, what difficulty level are you playing on? Uh, I put it on the the lowest one because I wanted a story, and plus um, I also heard that the game was like uh, twenty five plus hours, thirty and hours. So, yeah, yeah, I heard the same thing. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm kind of weird when it comes to longer games. Um, you know, it doesn't matter how how great you know a game is, or you know how much I'm enjoying it, or that kind of thing. Like things like it took me. About eleven months to finish Horizon Zero Dawn. It's a long game. <laughs> it's a long game. Not, not because, I, yeah, it's not because I hated the game. Or I, I, I love that game. Mm-hmm. But it was just I had, you know, I play the game, I get into it, I get distracted with other stuff, I mm-hmm. get stuff going on, other games come out, and then, you know, longer games, at least for me, though I'm kind of weird. I, just, I have to be in kind of the mood to play like longer games. Yeah, see, for you me, know, if, if I switch to a game, first game, sorry, bro, you're done. Like, I'm that, I'm that, give, I'm that, yeah, I'm I, that, I'm that man. stock photo of the guy holding the girlfriend's hand and looking at the new girl. Like, if I, right. if I am playing, I mean, like, things like <laughs> Destiny, like, lifestyle games aside, like, I can tell you right now, I will probably never play Breakpoint again because I stopped playing it. So, yeah. Uh, I if, can't believe that, I can't believe that I finished Breakpoint in like what six months, seven yeah, months. Yeah, all that. Shit, I yeah. can't believe it. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, there's a pretty good chance I will never play. Like, if we all decide on a Friday night to play it, absolutely. But I'm pretty yeah. sure on my own, I will never play it again. So that's why, like, if I'm like, like looking at Ghost of Tsushima coming out, and I'm like, mm, I need to finish Last of Us Part Two, and then I got Iron Man VR in the queue as well. Uh, uh, VR yeah. games are different though, because like I get so hot and sweaty; those are very situational. But I'm like, if mm. Ghost of Tsushima come out and I haven't finished Last of Us Two, I can't buy it because if, as soon as that disc goes goes in the tray, <laughs> Last Ellie will be like, "Can I?" and I'll be like, "Shh." No, you know, put the finger to her lips. Yeah. And I'll be like, "Shh, <laughs> we had a good, we had a you're, time, we had a moment. Your your time is over." <laughs> you know, you know what sucked about finishing Breakpoint is that is that so, you like had I said, to, you had to breakpoint? play Breakpoint. Well, actually, you know, when they made the changes, it wasn't that bad. You know, once I could turn off gear level, I just roll through it. I mean, that was just oh like, fuck yes, you put but, that shit on easy. You can do a whole base in like ten minutes. It's it's. <laughs> 
<laughs> Once I found Walker's base, that was pretty much it. I mean, you know, because it's hidden. But the thing that kind of thing that sucks about Breakpoint is that the end of the game was pretty much, you know, you stand there and going, okay, what's next? And I'm like, really? Mm, yeah. I was like, I put all this time into this game and games like Horizon Zero Dawn and like God of War and all this, all these other games that had like these fantastic endings yeah. that mm-hmm. I took like a year or so to get to. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then I finished this one in like six months and it's, it's like, okay, okay, what's next? And I'm like, okay, well, if this is what's going to happen whenever I hurry up to finish a game, then <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, Wildlands was kind of the same thing. The only reason that I finished Wildlands uh, the way I did and, and did as much of it as I did was because I had a fairly significantly severe bout of insomnia. Mm-hmm. And so I was up all night and I was like, well, I, I can lay in the bed and, and you know, <clears throat> futilely try to fall back asleep. Or, or I can kill drug I can lords. Get up, I can get up and, and shoot uh, drug traffickers in the face and listen to the same sound bite over and over again while I fly in a helicopter. Tango by you the know. tires. Well, yeah. Or the All other the tangos like, hang uh, out by the tires. It's like the, the yeah. chief. It's like that. The, no, the, one that, the one that I got so sick of was the funny guy in the group who was always like, hey, we could probably sample some of this and tell them we didn't find any, you know, but coca or cacao or whatever. And I was like, all right, brother, we, if you want to do coke, just do coke for fuck's sake. Let's just, <laughs> you're, you know, you. <laughs> you're an adult. Guy, but like, he's like, it's such a, a family guy thing. It's like, it's like the, the episode of family guy, uh, they did on, uh, empire strikes back. And he's like, the guy's like, Hey guys, you want some ice? <laughs> like, and I'm like, we get it. It's cocaine fields. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> so, 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 Jace, how are you like it? So I'm playing Last of Us Part 2, not in the, the easiest level, but one above. And and there's so much ammo and stealth kills are so easy. I could be having like every every gun, every, every wolf patrol could just be like a fucking Clint Eastwood movie where we're shooting each other in the middle of the street at high noon. <laughs> and then I would find loads and loads of, of ammo. But... That that aside, how I can, like, tell, like, I can I, tell you that's going to stop. <laughs> yeah, I was like very lukewarm on the first one, and I don't know how mm. you are on the first. And so for this one, I kind of went into it going like, eh, like I'll play it. And then the reviews came out, and when the reviews came out, it was like they're like we can't talk about anything in this game, so. You know, it's good. And I'm like, what the fuck? Okay. <laughs> and so then like I started playing it and I, I, I have I have my gripes with it and I'd like to hear how you feel about it because I, my biggest issue with the game right now, I think is something that's gonna continue through, but I, I'd like to hear how you feel about it. Sure. Uh so in a nutshell I like it. Um I like the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, I was definitely more invested in it towards the end, which I think was the point of it because, you know, you're kind of on this journey that, or Joel's on this journey that he didn't want to be on. Right. right. I mean, he, yeah, you yeah. know, basically he got this, got this job and said, Hey, you have to take this girl to, you know, to here. And, you know, by the way, the, you know, your only friend in the world pretty much, you know, got killed. Right. And so now you're left with this girl and delivering this and, you know, the relationships kind of developing and everything. And that 
I, I have to say that that kind of took hold of me more than I thought it would, especially once you got toward the end of the game and, you know, he delivers her and then things happen after that. <laughs> right. Yeah. And uh, so the one thing I appreciated about this game is that it kind of picked up, even though it was like kind of, a, it wasn't a flashback at that point, but it kind of picked up like right after that. Mm-hmm. Where, and it is kind of a flashback actually because he's telling Tommy the story. Right. He says, you know, he's like, you know, I don't know, I don't know what happened. I didn't intend for that to happen. I didn't intend to care about her, you know, or anything like that. And he told him about what happened, and Tommy was just like, well, Jesus. Right. Um, yeah. And he also, you know, told Tommy about how, you know, what he what he told her at the end. He said, you know, uh, they just did some tests on you, and uh, that was it. You know, right. she had she had no idea what really happened. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so for folks that yeah. haven't haven't played or can't don't remember the end of The Last of Us, essentially, so Joel was supposed to deliver Ellie to these fireflies because she was immune to the the zombies. When he gets there, he finds out that yeah, they're 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 going to have to kill her because they need to take brain tissue from her in order to mm-hmm. develop a vaccine. Most likely, she's not going to survive. So he kills everybody. Oh yeah, and then doesn't tell her what happened like to, to jace's point just tells her oh they just ran some tests but you don't it's it's always left vague whether or not ellie understands like believes him uh, right or, or is just like mm, i think there is more to it than that mm-hmm. you know and the whole thing the you know his bonding with her and everything had to do with the very beginning of the game right when everything that happened with his daughter yeah yeah you daughter. know when, when yeah. she got killed and you know, he's just holding her body and crying and everything like that. And then, then the credits come up and says, Hey, here's this game. Right. Yeah, right, that, right, that's, right. That's like, yeah. Like, <laughs> like when, when everybody's like talking about spoilers for last of us two and stuff like that, I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like the only thing I remember about the first one is like, uh, the gut punch that was the first 20 minutes. And then there were giraffes. So, uh, I mean, kind of to that point, you know, the whole gut punch thing and the emotional toll of the game, you know, I'm, you know, I hope that people aren't going into this, like, you know, thinking that this is going to be like a, you know, a happy ending to the story or something like that. I mean, you got to remember the world Mm. that you're playing in. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, people are worried about, you know, the game being too depressing and dark, you know, especially what's going on in the real world today. Right. I mean, and that's the thing, like, I mean, that's not their fault, but my God, like the absolute worst time to release this game. Mm. That's just a fucking one nightmare after (laughs) another. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, and so it's like with everything going on today and you saw kind of glimpses of this in the first game, right. You mm -hmm. saw kind of like the worst of humanity. And that's the thing that's always, you saw kind of like glimpses of it, right? Yeah. But, I mean, it was hinted at and everything like that. The thing about this one is it's not hinted at anymore. There's no yeah. glimpses of it. It's, like, right in your face. Right. Mm. I mean, this is this game is, you know, brutal, unforgiving, you know, and it's, unfortunately, in a world that's been ravaged by a pandemic. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. You know, depending on where you are, what's going on with everything, you know, depend, you know this, could, this could be a rough one for you. Right. You know, so right, and I mean, I I don't I'm not a fan of this whole like you know where they're like oh you've got to you you kill these people and then you're supposed to feel bad about it because they're calling out for their friends like that to me is just stupid because I mean it's like (laughs) you know it it it's it it's like 
you're putting <clears throat> me you 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 as the people who made this game made a choice to put me in a situation where I don't, I can't just like ask these people out to coffee and like just talk about our differences, right? Like like every patrol I've come against so far has been trying like if I just strolled up and was like, "Hey, what's up, fellas?" they would try to murder me. Nope. <laughs> Right, so it's like, yeah. why am I gonna feel bad that I'm killing them? Like, just because their their friends are like, "Oh, Frankie, is that you?" Like, and so don't try to pull this empathetic bullshit where I'm supposed to feel bad that I killed this person. You, you mm. as the game designer, are putting me in this situation where I have to kill this person. And I mean, yeah, sometimes you can sneak past them, absolutely. But then sometimes you fuck up, or Dina decides to do a pole vault over a, over a fucking, you know, uh, counter, and you're like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And then they're like, well, oh, I think they're over Dina, here, right? Like, she's like the Invisible Woman. Yeah, exactly. So don't, don't pull this shit where I'm supposed to feel bad that I fucking killed this guy. Just be, I mean, he's not even real, so who gives a shit? Um, I don't not, that that shit is. I don't even care about that. Like I'll kill people all day long. I don't even give fuck a fuck. Yeah. I mean, where uh, did that come from? I mean, I, I didn't hear the. I mean, it, it's subjective, right? I mean, you know, if you feel bad about killing these people, then you then you know then you do. I don't either. No, but the game. Um, the, the, the there are a lot of interviews with the folks that made this game where they said that they want you as a player to feel empathy for the people that you've killed. That's why when you kill the dogs, people are oh, calling out for God. the dogs like, "Oh, Sparky, where are you?" Mm-mm. Or you kill don't a care. soldier, and the other people are like, "Frank, where are you?" Like the idea, Mm-mm. their idea is Mm-mm. to make you feel bad about Mm-mm. interacting with the people in this game with the only language they have given you to interact with them. Your goal, you can either, in this game, you can either sneak past people or you can kill them. That's it. Listen. That's it. There there are people in real life that I wouldn't feel bad about killing. Like, I, (laughs) you know, it's, it's, it's my fear of my experience in prison that keeps me on a leash. Okay. So, in a video game, I don't give a fuck. I right. do not give a fuck. Man, I think they may have been looking for empathy from the wrong, uh, <laughs> wrong group of people here with gamers. I mean, especially people that that played the first one, right? I mean, I mean, come on. I I think as the game goes on, I think the idea is supposed to be as the game goes on that Ellie is making choices that as things move on and this the 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 um perspective of the story changes that you know you kind of realize that um she she her actions it's not as black and white as the first one and and you kind of get some of that like i was like you know kind of um so so we need to kind of spoil things unfortunately just just to kind of get uh, uh to 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 get to kind of common ground because I have some gripes with this game um Joel dies fairly early on um and 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 so the 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 vengeance that Ellie is trying to like wreak is based on the fact that some people killed Joel and you actually play uh the one of the as the one of the people uh who who kills Joel and so presumably uh, it's gonna come back. What? Yeah, it's gonna come back to her story um, to uh, to kind of explain 
why she did what she did. Now, here's my take on it, and I don't know. I could be completely wrong. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Joel killed a whole lot of people uh, when he was rescuing Ellie, and those people probably had families. Those people probably had That's people what I'm who thinking, too. Loved <laughs> as much as, as Joel loved Ellie, and now oh, they're, shit. they're going after him. But here's my thing. So oh my this God. whole thing with Ellie now going on this kind of uh, vision or uh, uh, journey of revenge, they also make it pretty clear at the beginning of the game that Joel and Ellie's relationship is strained due to what happened at the end of The Last of Us. And she doesn't really fully <laughs> believe him. And, uh, and so... For her to just go balls to the wall, fucking death wish vengeance mission. Um, yeah. after his death, I just I have a real like I just don't feel like they did a good enough job establishing oh their relationship after The Last of Us to warrant mm-hmm. what she's willing to do. Absolutely. Much less than bring bring with her her new girlfriend Dina. All right, right. I don't, I don't was- give a fuck. I don't care. You, I don't look. I, I don't. It could have been the best night of my life. I could have seen and experienced. Mads Mickelson and I could have made the most. <laughs> like it could have been the most mind blowing night of my life. If then that person was like, "Oh, hey, by the way, I'm gonna go into Seattle, yeah, like- which is overrun with zombies and soldiers, because I need to go kill." These people who killed this cat that I honestly was kind of not feeling great towards in the first place, I'd be like, and, you know what? Let me just say, we had let me just say at the night. point of the game that you're at, you, <laughs> had, you were absolutely correct in feeling that way. <laughs> but let I, me also say, it changes that Shit. when you get Plot further. Twist. Let me also say, when you get further in, uh, especially uh, the part that I just passed, uh-huh. you're going to learn more about. Joel and Ellie's relationship and their bond. And I, and it's not I get anything, that. not anything sick or anything like that. Uh, but <laughs> at the point that you're at in the game right now, definitely. I, but I mean, I had the, the same thing. thought. I was like, they didn't, they didn't really establish what they didn't really establish their relationship to the point that says, okay, well, why is it strained? You know, did she, mm-hmm. you know, did, did she find out something at some point? I mean, we don't know at this point, but then, Right, because where Binky's at, it's essentially Halo Two. Yeah. Right, exactly. And I was gonna, I was just gonna say, this is you know, what did you, what surprised you about Halo Two, and what do most people not like about Halo Two, playing as the Arbiter. Right. Yeah. Right. And, because and, this is Master Chief's story. Right. And right. and I'm fine with that. I'm fine with with your perspective on characters changing as you go through the game, but you're asking me at this point to spend a pretty significant amount of time hoping that a justification just kind of appears and i don't and i I don't think think i don't think that's the right way to go i mean you're asking me to put a lot of faith in the fact that at some point i'm going to feel as if this makes sense Sure. And I and I think that if you're if you're playing these games specifically from a narrative standpoint standpoint, which obviously they're they're built to to be experienced, uh I think that um they're asking you 
from what it sounds like, I haven't played part two, but from for me, what it sounds like is they're like they're asking you to have enjoyed the video game portions of the first one enough, yeah, to to play this one, yes. to see how this story plays out and Absolutely. enjoy just like the video game parts right now, yeah, right, and and have faith in them to to tell you the story, you know, maybe in a, not um, as satisfying buying faction maybe right off the bat but like just give give them yes. that faith that they're going to give you the story yes i would agree with that 100 percent. yeah yeah i agree with that and so you know one thing i wanted to mention about joel you know because i've read some of the still means to stay away from spoilers but i read some of the criticisms of the game right and i haven't really read you know, any criticism most people seem to just like love it or hate it <laughs> yeah, it's it's very polarized. Is it really? I guess I don't read enough, yeah. which is fine. I'm getting yeah. I'm getting like uh, I'm getting like Last Jedi vibes here from uh, yeah, yeah, from yeah, the views that I <laughs> yeah same. People either either love the way that it went or absolutely positively hate it. I mean, here's the thing: yeah. because but, I rent most games, it's just time for me. It's not money. So if I play something and I'm not feeling it, I just fucking send it back, and I don't give a shit. Yeah, well, you know, some people have to have to delve into the. In, into yeah. the minutia and the heart of every single well, yeah. moment of every single thing, and you, you know, invested the first game being what it was like, and I feel like it was kind of the same thing. I think the you first one really was just okay, it. right? And, that, and that's it, right? It's like people either thought it was like, eh, it was okay, or people like really fucking loved it. And I feel like the the louder majority right now are the people that really fucking loved it. Sure. And they've been waiting for years for this game and, yeah, and right. they're getting it and it's not it's the same thing with halo it's the same thing with halo well, halo, halo 2. 2 though halo 2 i feel like was different because halo 2 was not a complete story i mean it wasn't you just and yeah. it just ended and you're like yeah. what the fuck it, in, it was a story though and it played in it was a story but halo it, 2 again. was a was multiplayer that had a six-hour campaign tacked onto right. it that did not get you a, a, and give you any halo, answers that you wanted because and then sure. half of the time you spent with somebody who wasn't master chief right and then and halo 3 didn't do a whole lot to like answer because this this is bungie's issue bungie builds these amazing worlds and they have amazing weapons that you can use in amazing like action set pieces. But when they're telling the story, it sucks. Bungie, you have to uh, watch YouTube videos. You have to read <laughs> lore tabs. You have to uh, get yeah, like following a Bungie story in a universe they've built is incredibly rewarding, provided you're willing to make it your full time fucking job. <laughs> <laughs> But, so. but 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 I mean so so for this game right now like I'm fine kind of following along. I mean I'm sure things are going to end up like becoming clear. It's just right now I'm kind of like eh. Now that being said, it's a fucking gorgeous game. Like like if you have a PS4 Pro and a 4K TV, holy shit, this game looks absolutely amazing. Like like yeah. absolutely amazing. Be with that with that Florida flex, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, like, like. So, 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 Last of Us came out at the end of you know, kind of the PS3's life yeah, cycle, PS3. where, where they had yeah. like learned, you know, kind of how to, um, you know, harness the power of like the the cell yeah. processors, right? So it looked. And fucking that's all I needed. Like I haven't played remastered. I think I have it because I think yeah. it was either free or like something. 
but like yeah, I was, only it played, was, um, I played it was a PS Plus game, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I played it on the PS3. I bought it. I played it on PS3. I still have my physical copy of The Last of Us. I've not played it on PS4. Yeah. And this looks amazing. I mean, absolutely mm-hmm. amazing. And you can, you know, the environmental effects, the water effects, all that shit. So from that perspective, I'm like, yeah, man, it's cool. I'm, I'm, I'm super happy to, uh, to keep kind of playing it. But, you know, from a narrative perspective, I mean, I'm, I also am just kind of waiting to, to, to be getting I, invested. Like, it's like, not that like, I'm waiting to get invested. I'm wait. I am waiting for myself as a player to feel as if this journey is as important as Ellie feels it is. Right. Right. Okay, I get yeah. that. I so. can see that. Yeah. So a lot of the a lot of the hate, um, a lot of things that people talk about criticizing the game, is about you know Joel, you know, and what happens to him and how it happens. So that seems to be like the biggest part of what they have an issue with. And what were they? Have I mean, an issue you, with? That's you, how she, so you kind of know, you kind of like know that at least I expected that you know Joel wasn't going to be around by the end of this. Now I don't. I think a lot of people weren't expecting it to be like toward the beginning of the game, like it was. <laughs> oh, just be, just just so you're perfectly clear, like where I'm coming from, I had forgotten he didn't die in the first one. Okay, so. <laughs> So, so you're so you're good. It's like what? So, so he's good, here. Right? Like he at least Fantastic. almost died, right? Because I've been pretty sure he wasn't okay at some point. <laughs> I, just, I, I don't remember. Like, so, I'm so happy right now. Yeah, that he's so you, so you're good. Yeah, <laughs> you thought he died, in the, but um, you know what happens to him here? So their whole their whole issue with it is okay. So in the first game. You know, first let's get this out of the way because Joel is not like the Joel's not like the poster child that's gonna like save the world. No. First right. of all, right? I think right, some people right. had like this this misconception, even though it, even though they played the first game. Joel right. is first of all, you know He's a regular he, he, dude. He, he, he he's a regular dude. His daughter his daughter got killed. You know, his brother yeah. his brother basically ran off. They were they were estranged. Mm-hmm. Right. He was living in a quarantine zone under the worst of conditions. He only trusted one person. And that one person that he trusted got killed. Mm-hmm. And he's on a mission to escort this child he, he knows nothing about and doesn't really care about. Sure. So Joel Joel is not like the savior of the human race. Yeah, you know, right. Joel is Joel's doing a know, job. I, Joel's yeah. like, I care about I care about me. I care mm-hmm. about my survival. Mm-hmm. either help me get out of my way or you're gone. That's mm-hmm. it. Those are your three options. You know, that's it. He starts to care for El- for Ellie, you know, and my comment about him not being the savior of the human race. Well, you know, they didn't get the cure because he killed everybody because he <laughs> loved Ellie. Which, which I, right. so, I, I 100% do so not Joel, agree so with. Joel's not like the, the poster child of like a hero. Yeah. Let's just get that out of the way. I mean, I think people were, were just like, oh, you know, Joel, yes, yes, yes. No. I mean, one of the things well, that this a, game. Uh, that's asking uh, people who get into the narrative of something to look at the bigger picture and, like, step back from what somebody that they've, they've become invested in doing. And, like, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah. Yeah. I, like, I get that. So The Last of Us is very much when I – and I remember – I remember this being the case when I was playing this game. 
there's a Vertigo comic called Sweet Tooth, and The Last of Us that Jeff Lemire wrote. The Last of Us is very much Sweet Tooth, the video game. Mm-hmm. Only Ellie doesn't have like deer horns growing out of her head, <laughs> and, and and we're not trying to save uh, these uh, kids who are like half kid, half animal hybrid. But like uh, instead of zombies, we you know we in Sweet Tooth, you're presented with um, you know a walrus kid with buck teeth and uh you know like uh, things like that and uh, instead of joel you're you're given this like old man who is is he's very much like clint eastwood in uh in gran torino but then uh is he's given a job to escort this kid with deer antlers you know and protect him uh from point A to point B and then he's going to get money. And then along the way, he's like, wait, this kid isn't a a fucking, uh, he's not a monster. He's just a kid. Mm -hmm. And, you know, stuff like that. And then they meet other kids, uh, who, who are not at fault or, or like didn't do anything wrong. They just are who they are because of like the world they live in. And the government's out to obliterate them or whatever, or the corporation, whatever the fuck it is. And uh, The Last of Us uh, kind of very much reminded me of Sweet Tooth. Mm-hmm. And so, like, it, it kind of sounds like part two is just, just kind of taking the same thing and, like, moving that kind of uh, um, narrative forward. But uh, Sweet Tooth becomes the main character, whereas the Joel guy is, is, is dies. So like I'm I'm like all in for that because I fucking loved like that that book. But like that was the whole thing. But I I don't know if I talked. I don't know. If, fuck. I don't even know if we had the show when I played uh, Last of Us or when Sweet Tooth's coming out. But I was like, shit, this is the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's like. Like the Last of Us is basically the video game version of Sweet Tooth, only like Ellie didn't have antlers growing out of her head. Right. <laughs> right. So then there's the whole there's a the whole thing that people are saying in Last of Us Two that you know they messed up Joel's character. Mm. You know, but I mean, so I, I haven't I like I haven't got to any like flashbacks or anything. Uh, so and, yeah. And, so before like not to interrupt, but like b- before you say what you're going to say, like. Uh, what I'm expecting you about to say is is basically why I went on my like sweet tooth tangent because uh, it's yeah that's basically what happens to sweet tooth so yeah so you know they're seeing that you know they messed up his character and you know but if you think about it what happens in the story it really doesn't so in the opening of the second one you know it's a flashback sequence to the right after the first game. Mm-hmm. But this is taking place, like, is it four years later or five years later? I think it's, it's five it years later. It's four or five, yeah. I don't, I don't really think yeah. it. So during those four or five years, remember, Joel was living in the quarantine zone and, like, the worst of conditions in the first game, right? It's been four or five years since the ending of the first game. He hasn't been living in a quarantine zone anymore. He's been living in a protected community mm-hmm. in Jackson mm. with people that he trusts. More than one person that he trusts. He's got his brother, his brother's wife. He's got other people there that he trusts. People help each other. You know, people help him look out for Ellie. Ellie's got her own friends. You know, he goes out on patrols with Tommy 
and you know other people to deal with infected to save people you know that they can help or need help that aren't infected i mean so his life has changed mm. he's 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 a he's a in in some aspects he is a different person than he was in the first game sure. is he still a badass yeah he is mm-hmm. yeah he i mean you know for a short time he's in the game but so in the game in that stage in the you know in the hangar when all that goes down you know and him and Tommy are trapped, and then they're able to get away because somebody helps them. Mm-hmm. Okay, so of course they're going to think, okay, you know, yeah, we're usually, yeah, I'm usually suspicious of anybody I meet, but here's someone that's just pretty much we helped and has helped us, basically saved our lives, given us a place to get away from these things that has helped us escape. Right. Mm-hmm. So they get back to this. They get back to the location. And, you know, you'll notice that Joel is still looking at everybody there when he arrives. He's sizing them up like he usually does. And he's, you know, looking for threats, but he's not looking at this one particular person. And because he's not looking at that one particular person, because of how things change and how he's changed as a character, that ends up being his downfall. See, and my thing is, I just don't think about this shit that much. Like I just don't. I mean, like well, people, you, like they're oh, they ruined Joel's character. Joel doesn't have a fucking character. Here's the thing, like all these motherfuckers try to like it's the same motherfucker that was like it's the Schindler's List. No, it is not. Like get the fuck out. Don't just it's look. Okay, I'm gonna be real with like you. Like I said, people people are just like you know. <laughs> there are so many people still just wishing that video games would have the same cultural and artistic significance as movies that they are trying to make these things fit into a mold that doesn't fit. I don't know if it's because they feel bad about the fact that they like video games. I don't know if it's about they feel bad about the fact that they review video games. I don't know what it is, but this constant comparison between video games and movies when they are absolutely 100% different narratives, the story in the best video game you have ever played is a thousand times worse than the worst movie you have ever seen. Full stop. Yeah. Because there is a difference in how these mediums tell their stories. Absolutely. And and so to try to fit The Last of Us 2 into some kind of mold of how it matches with this movie or that movie, and then to fit your criticisms around the arc of a character who was in the game for fucking two hours, not even? Come on, son. Like, just look at it for what it is. Like, if you can honestly say at the point in The Last of Us 2 where Joel dies, you feel as if... He is different than who he was at the end of The Last of Us. That's that's valid, but fucking A, you're wrong because he's not different. Yeah. They haven't given you anything. <laughs> they haven't given you anything. He gave a fucking guitar, and that's it. And then he took a golf club to the face, and he died. You And that's do, all you and, saw up to that point. <laughs> and maybe like, as things progress that there's more, but to say they ruined Joel's character, Joel doesn't have a fucking character. 
Joel was a guy <laughs> whose daughter died, and then he took another girl across a journey, and he saw a giraffe, and he didn't want her to die, so he killed people. That's it. That's all there was. Now, was he voiced fantastically? Fucking yes. Troy Baker did an yes, amazing job. absolutely. But was he a full-fledged character with backstory and motivations and you understood no he wasn't because he's in a fucking video game and they don't do that they don't fucking do that so they get your fucking panties in a bunch because they ruined joel's arc joel doesn't have a fucking arc he's in a video game he's in a video game he doesn't Thank have you. an arc he doesn't i mean that's the main criticism <laughs> That's the main criticism. Is it's, it's like, like Joel never would have Joel never would have fallen for that. He never would have gone. He would have just walked in and just wasted everybody. Joel I'm like, have, okay, yeah. that's not what I saw. Right. But also, like, <laughs> why? Why do we have to do like like if you if you like if you want to say I watched this movie for a, an hour and you know fucking forty minutes and 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 I watched you know whatever that this movie laid out this character and they're internal dialogue and motivations and who they were and their interactions with this person, that person. And then at the end, they turn complete 180. That's valid because movies have a better way of doing that. But video games, they don't. They're just not, that's not the type of thing that they are. So to criticize them because they ruined his arc when his arc was point A to point B. I like her. You heard her kill them. Done. Boom. Okay. That's not an arc. (laughs) <laughs> it's not an arc. If your if your character arc takes up fewer words than the instructions on how to cook a pop tart, it's not an arc. I'm sorry. <laughs> like I'm sorry. I don't care how much you like it. It's not an yeah. arc. Yeah, I mean it, it's just <laughs> it's nuts, man. I, I I've been saying this for like a, for like a couple months now. I mean, I'm I'm like okay, and it's been this way with like major video games for for years, unfortunately, where people just pick something right to like hold on to and and, and bitch about and complain about and everything. They pick one thing or maybe two things or whatever, you know, to just complain about, I mean, and then they, they just go to town with it. See, and I don't read any yeah. of this shit because I don't care. So like I don't even know where I to really, find I, it, and I don't read it because all it does is just make me mad. As the last well, well, forty-five seconds no. went, <laughs> right? So, and I, I kind of haven't either. And as you know, like I, it, I've, it's been well uh, advertised that I'm even stopped watching movie trailers and stuff. But like, it's the same thing. Like, like based on uh, the DLC for Last of Us Two, if you didn't see kind of Joel's end uh coming then you you're either really fucking dumb or you just haven't really watched or played that much stuff um because the even having not played the dlc i was like oh okay ellie's gonna be the main character going forward uh so you know some probably unfortunate shit is gonna happen to joel uh after this yeah and so uh, so, so to, to be shocked by this, like surprise, I'm just like, okay, like you, maybe y'all should watch more movies or like yeah. read more books <laughs> exactly. or like just literally do anything more often than you do anything. Because yeah. like, this is like almost like 
the most predictable fucking thing I could even imagine. Mm-hmm. And right. I played the fucking game. I expected it. Yeah. Right, exactly. I expected it too. I mean, you know, and they kept saying that this was Illy's story. Now, mm-hmm. I'll openly admit that I wasn't like all that thrilled with the Illy level in the first game, you know, because I was like, okay, well, I guess we have to do this, you know, but she's a kid. Yeah, sure. You know, she's going to, you know, she's going to be more vulnerable and everything like that. Whereas Joel is, you know, kind of grizzled and, you know, battle hardened and that kind of stuff. So, which honestly doesn't, doesn't really make sense because he's not like, he's not Marcus Phoenix. He's just, no, he's not. He's just, he's been just, through so much stuff and he's a and regular him. <laughs> guess what so am i so in, in right. the video game of my life yeah i i'm not gonna be just like the most badass efficient killer ever like i'm probably gonna die pretty soon too oh i'll die within 10 <laughs> seconds like full exactly full stop so right. you know, i wasn't excited to play as ellie as ellie you know in this one you know but you know i accepted it and i was like okay well you know we really wasn't that you know, it really wasn't that bad in the first one. It was just, it was a little bit different. So right. I could deal with that. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I was okay with the story, but I wasn't like really, I wasn't like completely on board with Ellie until, uh, and you just finished the sequence. Um, mm. Yeah. You just finished the sequence. If you got out of school when they, when she got caught, right. Mm-hmm. And they had her like tied up dead to rights. This guy's going to like blow her brains out. And he's just like, uh, this will, this is, <laughs> just hang with me a second. And he's just like, you know, he's like, you know, who the hell do you, th- basically, who the hell do you think you are coming after us? Mm. Yeah. You know, and she's just like, she shakes her head a little bit. She looks up at him and she goes, you can't stop this. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, okay, let's go. Right. Let's do this. Justin. <laughs> right. Can't stop the feeling. Exactly. He's like, he's like you can't you can't, you can't stop the feeling. <laughs> dance, 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 dance. All right. So I mean, we we could go on and on about We could go on like we actually have to get we have to probably either decide this is just yeah. the last of us two show or we actually talk about the end of the show or we talk about the movies. Yeah. So I mean I, I enjoy it. I plan on finishing it. Uh I'm I'm good with it. Yeah. Um, I yeah. Yeah. Finishing I, I it too. Like, I'm interested to see kind of where it goes. It. I want to play it. I, I'm interested to see where it goes, but I mean, at this point in time, like, I don't think I'd have strong feelings one way or the other in regards to the characters mm. because I just don't care about them that much. Not to yeah, say, I mean, like, happens, I mean it, it could make narrative. Then. It could make narrative choices that I end up going, oh, I didn't like what they did with that because it didn't make sense for these reasons. Sure. But in terms of like, but, like, oh, I don't feel like, like this I, I, fit with. I, you know, having not played this one at all, I have the same feelings towards the first game. Like, yeah. you know, that it was good. It wasn't amazing. So, yeah. And that's where I am, too. It was yeah. good. But, you know, so far, I'm like, it looks it looks amazing. But, uh, you know, I'm not like, oh, my God, this is the greatest game I've ever played. This is not the cinematic. Equi- this is not the video game version of Schindler's List. <laughs> Right. I'm not a person who played the first one and has been chomping at the bit for six years or however long it was. Yeah, exactly. For this game. Yeah, me too. Me too. Okay, so uh, let's see. In terms of movies, real quick, I played... Uh, I played. I watched the Fantasy <laughs> Island, the Bloomhouse Fantasy Island. Um, yeah. That was a weird movie. Not entirely bad. Too long. Absolutely too long. Sure. And I won't... I'm not going to, like... Spoil stuff because um, folks on the show haven't seen it. Uh, it has some really interesting ideas. 
uh, to be perfectly honest, yeah. especially the way that the different fantasies um, for the individuals on the island loop back onto each other. So how, you know, okay. seemingly they're completely different, but then they they start to interact with each other. Um, it's way too long. And then when when mm. the reveal kind of finally happens as to what is actually going on, I feel like mm. there's some really good ideas ideas in this movie that mm. just need a little more time in the oven to be implemented yeah. more uh, coherently mm. and and successfully but there were some really like really cool ideas that they dealt with in terms yeah. of like this idea that you know you come to this island and you get your fantasy and whatever like like it's like a genie right like that was always the thing you you make a mm. Um. Uh, you make a wish with the genie, and it might not turn out the way that you want, right? Like you might have to. It, yeah, it might, it might do the spirit, but not the letter, or the letter, but not the spirit, right? And it's right. a similar mm-hmm. thing here too. Like you come to this island, you have a fantasy. It might not end the way that you want, but you're gonna get it, and you got to play it out till the end. Um. Yeah. So 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 the, we were we were kind of talking about it before we started recording, but yeah. So. It's such an interesting concept to me that Blumhouse uh, it took what was an 80s kind of soap opera kind of show that mm-hmm. I remember uh, watching with my grandmother, you know, on like Friday night uh, while uh, my mother was working her second job. And my dad was playing dominoes at a bar and turning it into a horror movie or the, the horror adjacent, at least. Like I was going to say, I think a horror movie is probably a stretch. Yeah, it's horror adjacent. I I feel like because just yeah. it's just when it's a Blumhouse thing, you automatically go to horror, right? Yeah. But uh, that it almost unanimously got shit on uh, immediately, and then uh, you were like the second or third person uh, that I've known who's seen it, and I had always wanted to watch it because like I'm familiar with the concept, stuff like that. Um, but but having like you being like, well, it's not total shit it's which not is what, i know, i enjoyed my time with it and then it's just yeah, you know it's it kind great. of like, i wanted it to end a little earlier gotcha yeah so and 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 the people uh that that i that i've listened to and read somewhat positive things about it uh seem to have the similar criticisms but at the same time are like well people almost like unanimously hated it um Almost. Which is weird because, like, there's there's no no one should have any sort of cultural affection towards mm-hmm. Fantasy Island. Right. I mean, aside <laughs> from the fact that Ricardo Montalban was Khan, like that would be the only and and you know obviously Hervé Villachez was was fucking great, but no one should have any sort of no one our age or younger should have any right. deep cultural attachment or affection You're for right. fucking <laughs> fantasy <laughs> island fantasy island was the show You're that was on about- after love boat done yeah, like, like you're done. About, you're talking about like Fantasy Island, no. But if you're talking about Daffy Duck's Fantastical Island, well, yeah, of course, that's a hard stop. I have very like sentimental attachment to to the Daffy Duck parody of Fantasy Island, but um, but yeah, like I I just like I haven't seen it yet. I plan to watch it. I thought I, you know, um, to be perfectly honest, would have assumed. You have would either have 
had no interest in it or would have just hated it outright. So, okay, so I love Michael Pena. I love Michael mm-hmm. Pena. Like end of watch mm-hmm. is one of my favorite moves. Jake Gyllenhaal, Michael Pena. What? Yes. Oh. All day, please. Yeah. And Hey, don't forget Jexy. I mean, he rocked in that. Yes. Yeah. He was great in Jexy. Uh, but also hilarious. like I have the, I have, I, I like Bloomhouse movies and I, I have an affection for when they try to redo shit like this. So, I mean, you know, the nostalgia factor was there and it was kind of one of those things that I was like, I kind of kept seeing it like in my list of things to watch. And I was like, all right, fine. And, uh, and I enjoyed it. And honestly, uh, it's kind of cheesy, but the tattoo reveal, I actually really liked, <laughs> I really oh, liked nice. how they did it. Um, so I haven't done it yet, but yeah, like I, I'm like, we talked about before, like I'm very excited for, for our show with this limited reach to be another positive voice for this movie. Uh, and I, and I can't wait to watch it because yeah, I'm going to check it out. I mean, the, the things that I've heard about it uh, have made me even more excited for it um, I think that, than I was initially. I think that what people forget is that, you know, everybody comes to horror by different ways. And so this mm-hmm. is like a perfect, like almost like a gateway horror movie again. Right. Like it's got some supernatural aspects mm-hmm. to it. It's it's like, a, you know, there's there's different um so there, it's there's like something you watch with your mom or whatever. Well, <laughs> like, it's like it's okay. So, <clears throat> and I don't want to spend a lot of time on it, but it's essentially the way the different fantasies play out allow for them to kind of dabble in just different aspects of horror. And it's horror. It's soft horror, right? Oh, okay. It's like lowercase gotcha. h. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like okay. um, almost more like it's not. It's not quite like you know scary stories you tell in the dark, which was almost like a horror anthology for for tweens, right? It's not like sure. that. It's just that, you know, they kind of, uh, you know, allow for different things to happen. Um, sure. And so it, it you know, they, they, they have some creativity and some flexibility with, with kind of how they do things. It's just that it ends up going on just like way too long. And then like the big kind of reveal, yes. you're just like, I don't, you know, it's more like, it's interesting to see, so, but, you know, so so for somebody who say, like really wasn't into horror, but maybe like you know, like if they if they went to this movie in high school or whatever with their friends, and they and they just kind of fucked around and joked and had a good time with it, I could see them maybe having having fun with it. But if you're coming into right. it from somebody who's like, if I don't see fifteen disembowelments by the end of the movie, or if I don't need to call my therapist, <laughs> right, it's not right, scary right, right. enough for me. Well, yeah, you're oh. going to be disappointed, but that's not really what it is. Yeah. Um, so like so it, so is it like uh, I guess kind of my takeaway from it uh, from what I've heard and, and listened to you is like it's like um, it's like kind of uh, I don't know I don't know how to word it it's it's a it's Blumhouse like, uh, it's a Blumhouse horror movie it's a Blumhouse version it, of a soap opera. Yes. Like, yes. Absolutely. Okay. It's a Blumhouse right. version of a sort of a soap opera. That doesn't mean that it can't have some like scary, freaky moments, but it's some still interesting things. But it's still that. Yeah. Absolutely. Gotcha. It's fantasy. Yeah. It's, it's it's Fantasy Island. Right. Yeah, it's it's exactly. not going to be it's Are not going to be hereditary. <laughs> it's Fantasy Island. Oh. You know. So so it doesn't have. Yeah. Not everything has to be. You know this. You know. This yeah. I'm, I'm in. I'm hundred percent in. Like, yeah, I, I wanted to watch it before, but yeah, like I'm I'm into it. Yeah. Um. Okay. So I'm trying to remember what did we say. Oh, okay. So Mi- Mitch and I watched the Vast of Night, Vast of Night, <laughs> which is on Amazon Prime. 
and mm-hmm. it is essentially um, a long form Twilight Zone slash X Files episode. Uh, so, so my my the only way the the main way for me that I can think to describe it was is if you asked Ty West to do an Amblin Entertainment movie, yeah. Uh, yeah. amazing uh, camera work, uh, mm-hmm. uh, interesting story that then like the 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 main thing that really keeps you involved with this movie is for me at least was like the set pieces, the time period, the yeah, the, it's a slow burn but set in like um. Like a fifties, early sixties, like a like if 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 Super Eight was set before Mm -hmm. Vietnam, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. pre Vietnam, Super Eight is probably the best way. Yeah, hundred percent that directed by Ty West. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. So like 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 that, you know, like a like a like a young man and a young woman, you know, like that that kind of fifties radio patter. He's a DJ. She wants to get into radio, but she's a switchboard operator. You know, there's Mm -hmm. a lot of time spent before shit gets weird with the two of them just talking to each other and him, um, kind of showing her the ropes of how to do, you know, how to do radio. it's it's very much the innkeepers, but with yes. aliens instead of ghosts. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's very yeah. much that. Yeah. So, um, so Sierra McCormick, uh, she um, she played Faye, the, uh, mm-hmm. the 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 switchboard operator, and then uh, mm-hmm. Jake Horowitz, uh, he played Everett, who was like her mentor, um, but also yeah. the DJ at the radio station. So this was this was also like you know it 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 kind of harkens back to the time when. You know, you might have been driving late at night, and the the, the radio DJ is yeah. kind of your was like yes. your lifeline to the next yep. stop. But then, uh, all of that surrounded by this alien theory, mm-hmm. and it plays out like a radio play. You know, the the people who yeah, call like, into well, like the fucking, show, like World Worlds, yeah, yeah, like, the people it's... who call into the show that give you crucial pieces of information, you never see them, you never meet them. It's strictly mm-hmm. their vocal performances, and they do a fantastic mm-hmm. job. Um, mm-hmm. But it's not, you know, it is not action heavy at all. It, like you said, it is a slow burn. It it very much yeah. is like a like a radio play. Uh, yeah, but, it's like uh, it's, it's like for me, like the thing that I, I kept c- kind of going back to with it, even though like the the other comparison movie was like modern modern day was if you've seen Pontypool. Oh, um, I don't think that's. I think, yeah. I mean, I get it, but I I don't know if I agree with that. I mean, Pontypool like doesn't give you like the so Pontypool stays in the radio station the whole time. Yeah, but at the same time, uh, a zombie apocalypse plays out via phone calls. Yeah, um, this movie uh, is similar to that with like alien invasion. But Pontypool gives all of the current the stuff. Radio station. Yeah, Pontypool gives the current stuff via calls. This movie gives the backstory right. via calls, and then the current stuff is more done outside the radio station. Right. Yeah, you're right. But I'm just, I'm just, I'm just trying to think of things that like. But no, that's a good. I mean, in terms of like, just kind of it being voices. In terms of, I think that's a good. That's a good comparison. I just, 
I guess I like this better than I like Pontypool. No, I do too. And like this movie, like doesn't doesn't stay fully in the station the way that Pontypool does. This yeah. movie, like the kids go out and they talk to people in person, yeah, and record it and stuff like that. So, but again, like the only like I, my whole takeaway from this was like if you know the only thing it was missing was an Amblin entertainment like yeah logo yeah. with et star <laughs> yeah yes. and yeah. then directed by ty west yeah and i, I was would... like yep that's exactly what this is yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> but I, I think it's worth watching i mean it just kind of again oh, it kind of shows like the, the type of things that that, is... that folks with less money and you know smaller budgets are able to do yeah. is is continues to be yeah. very impressive um, sure, absolutely. Like my my one criticism, and it's not even a criticism, is that I, I wish Justin Long had played the the radio guy. Oh, ever because or, like, uh, yeah, not that the guy that was in it was bad at all. I just he just reminded me of Justin Long. Mm-hmm. If he, you know what I mean? Like it's one of those things where like, man. Justin Long would have been great in this. And right. it's like, it's not a slight on the other guy's performance because he was fucking fantastic. Yeah. But I just, I could have seen Justin Long being amazing in this. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I loved it. I yeah. fucking loved it. Yeah. And I had heard good things about it and I just kind of, I'd forgotten about it and then uh, watched it and was like, yeah, this yeah. is actually re- really, really good. Um, yeah. So this, so. We were kind of talking about what we were going to watch for this episode. I was like, man, we were all over this. We had like like 19 movies. (laughs) (laughs) Even if we were only going to talk about the two we were going to talk about, I was like, man, this episode is like 50 50. It's like one for B, one for me. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. So, So the final movie is one that we've all seen. Uh, it's called Scare Package, it's on Shudder. And if if folks remember my uh, criticism of the void, all I'll say is that Scare Package <laughs> is the void if it were a comedy. That's all. <laughs> Scare Package is an anthology of 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 uh, the ideas that there's a video store and you know somebody comes to work at the video store and then they kind of have you know secrets. Uh, well, they have. It kind of goes. There's like being like segment. Yeah, like each each story is almost like it's its own tape, but then it kind of goes into the video store. I enjoyed it. I felt it was just it was way too long. Like they just I agree with that. Uh similar to how I felt like The Void, which I you know, The Void was a movie that they had so many different um uh uh not sources, but inspirations. Mm-hmm. that they wanted mm-hmm. to make sure got in the movie that after a while you're like mm-hmm. really like is Godzilla going to come up out of this pond or something because I mean <laughs> right. we've seen pretty much everything yeah. at this point and I feel like Scare Package I- was the exact same thing that at some point somebody should have said dude we've got we've got enough we don't we've need got too more. much tape here <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so and I get that but here's the difference like uh, the void was like like a couple of dudes making one movie. Yeah, this was like seven seven directors. Yes, making seven short films in, into one movie. And yes, so and, I yes. give it a pass. But but at the same time, it feels and I understand you know the 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 economics of it all. It feels like it would have been better as like an anthology series, like a like a short like a like a limited series on Shutter. 
rather than a movie that you mm. might turn off partway through because you're like, man, I've just I've seen enough. I don't want to watch anymore, and then potentially miss well, out on some good stuff. Sure, and I, I I can I can see that, but um, for what it was, in in based on like how it plays out, I actually like the wraparound. Um, which is like that's the wraparound is always like a make or break kind of thing for these kind of movies. Yeah. Um, but I, I enjoyed the wraparound. I thought it was funny, and that sort of thing, right? It's it's a horror comedy. It and is. Those fun. Are, there are times that are very funny. That the right yeah, the, um, the, the, the blob in the woods. I thought the funniest. Yeah, that was well, funny. Was and then the uh, I like the uh, the guy trying to explain to the other guy about Game of Thrones. Yeah, and he's like, <laughs> yes. he's like, uh, he's like, man, part? Oh my he's, god! He's talking yeah. about. Talking about, like, man, they really did Ned Stark. They really did him wrong, man. That cat was right. a badass. And he goes, he goes, wait, there's a cat in this movie. I love cats. And he's like, no, you dumbass. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And there's some, there's like, some like, really the good, thing. there's some really <laughs> good performances. The, the yeah, the wraparound is always so important. These kind of things, and like, I feel like I, I agree with you, uh, 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 Brandon, that um, maybe there didn't need to be seven segments to this thing. Mm-hmm. But like, to be perfectly honest, for me, most of them worked. Like, like there, were, I was never bored. There was a couple of times I was like, I, eh. the one with the woman uh, who didn't like was, spoilers. That one I was just like, eh. Yeah, I kind of, I didn't. I like the video store stuff. I like the meta stuff, like at the beginning and the end, like the stuff that it wrapped around from and wrapped around to, mm. along with the stuff that took place in the video store. Yeah, but most of the stuff that they, most of the other stuff, with the exception of maybe, um, what was it? The one where he keeps coming back. That one. Yeah, I love that I mean, one. Yeah, that was like the the best one, and I thought was much better than the others. Mm-hmm. So I love that one, but like the one that the, my favorite one was one of the first ones where like the melting guy was that, like that the blob hey, in the woods yeah, guys, with the with yeah, the handcuffs. The blob in the woods is my <laughs> yeah, favorite you one. Guys just, yeah. Yeah, that was fucking great. Yeah, like, there's like a pool of flesh. And yeah. He's like, can you just listen? He's gonna do this. Yeah, if you could just help me, I could help you. If you could help me and like all that shit. Yeah, that was fucking great. Uh, but the only one that I was like, eh, I don't know about uh, this one's kind of whatever. Was the one where like the girl didn't want spoilers for the TV show, and then yeah. like. There was like a mist, and then yeah, I didn't really fully understand it. it. The magician, like wizards, or that, yeah. But oh, the uh, the, the mage oh, battle thing, yeah, yes. Where the where the guy where they buried the guy and he came back, he had like the God of War symbol on his yeah, forehead. The Omega, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like otherwise, like I felt like this was a a, a pretty solid uh, horror anthology comedy uh, thing, and like I know like you guys don't watch as much garbage as I do, so. Like maybe I'm more of an apologist in in certain ways for stuff like this, but like man, for it to be as long as it was, and and uh, for it to hold my attention and, and and me be entertained by like most of it, like I was like man, this is fucking great. Even I, I, the rapper. I think so. That, the customer. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. 
Okay, so the customer, like I had flashbacks of like, remember that Simpsons episode where it was uh, Angry Dad? And Bart got Homer so mad he turned into like the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. The, like, yeah, like the, <laughs> yeah, so like the subplot of that was that Stan Lee was in comic book guy's shop and he just would not leave. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what I kind of like the, yeah. the customer oh, in yeah, the yeah, video yeah. store. That guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's like, hey, hey, Stan Lee came back. He's like, Stan Lee never left. <laughs> <laughs> That's very much the, that was very much the thing. It was like, like this guy who like they refused to hire but like anything <laughs> about movies and refused to leave. So I was like, why like why wouldn't you hire this guy? Right? Like because he's fucking creepy, I get it, but at the same time, Jesus Christ. If he's always like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. He's, <laughs> he's not gonna leave. So if he's gonna be there to to recommend these fucking terrible horror movies that people are gonna give you money to rent, then why not fucking give him minimum wage? I, I think the thing about this movie is that it almost would be better is if you didn't do it all in one sitting. Um, yeah, which I yeah, I don't yeah. I don't necessarily think as a positive, right? Like, <laughs> which is why I'm saying like it, it almost worked would work better as like a like a creep show, like if they if they. You know, they said, hey, you know, there's some good ideas here. We like it. It's just a, what we want is for this to be, you know, three uh, or four half hour episodes rather than, um, you know. A, yeah, that's what I was saying. Like it, having it be seven segments from seven different directors. That's a lot. Yeah. For one movie instead yeah. of like a season of something. Right. Right. And and, and because Shudder, you know, kind of does you know, those, those short form, uh, TV shows with like cursed films and creep show and whatnot. Like mm. it, it almost seems like yeah, it would have yeah. been better if they just kind of, instead of being like the exclusive place to see this movie, they had mm-hmm. decided to say, you know what, we like what's going on here. We would rather this be something that we break into four half hour episodes and we do, you know, and two, it, you know, two like, short to, films to per be episode. Honest, like, so having it premiere on, on like Joe Bob uh, and people like falling in love with it, I mean, we that may be the case. Like you know what I mean? It may it may turn into that. Yeah, and Joe Bob's uh, in it. So if you're if you're a Joe Bob fan, that yeah yeah. So and, and that's <laughs> it was really funny, <laughs> like that. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> but um, but yeah. like that being the case and being how popular. You know the drive-in has become on Shutter. Uh, you know it's 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 people like me and people who grew up watching this shit on TNT and like you know this is what we did on Friday night and stuff like that. So having Shutter resurrect that feeling and like the nostalgia for like you know how we watched so many movies back in the day, thanks to Joe Bob. Um, and then Joe Bob being in this movie, like I'm like, you know what? If there's another uh, uh, scare package, it may become a show versus like a movie with a sequel or something like that. Yeah, and I think that's just a better, like, like almost like a not like I want to say like a Black Mirror, but just something like we don't have a good. I mean, we have the Twilight Zone on, on all mm-hmm. access, right? But I mean, this idea of like a short form horror anthology, you know, TV show like like the the Hitcher mm-hmm. or 
you know, like the 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 Friday the Thirteenth TV show, or there was like, wasn't there like a Freddy oh, TV show too yes. at one point? You know, Friday the Thirteenth series where like the the antique shop that yes. had that haunted. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. like it was like it was basically like a precursor for the Conjuring. Yes, yes. Um, it was an antique store full of haunted shit, which is right. basically what the Conjuring movie series is. Yeah. So, so something like that, I think, would be great, and I think this stuff would fit in it because sure. you know, in any anthology show, you're going to have some things that hit and some things that miss, but because yeah, you know, it's not this you know kind of two hour where you're you, you kind of have to wait to get through sure you know, the stuff that doesn't work where you you know, you know if it's an episode you watch it, you go oh that doesn't work well what you know next week or whatever mm-hmm. uh l- let's see what there ends up being um just just to like my final kind of thought to, to speak to that is like uh just to, just for this movie's credit for a scare package to have been a movie that was that had seven different directors and creative teams and whatnot um for a majority of it to have hit, I think is, is fantastic. Yes. Um, you know, if, if you're, if most of the time, if you're like, Hey, we're making an anthology, there's seven directors. And I'm like, Oh shit. Right. Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So for, for something with seven creative teams to have been a part of for, I'm comfortable with saying the majority of it was good. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it's that's and and funny and yeah. it's like a horror comedy right like because horror and comedy is such like a hit or miss thing to to mix together well because most so of the time horror, what they're doing is they're making like most horror comedies are making fun of horror tropes right like it's not right, like exactly. it's not like it's it's a comedy where just people die you know so yeah. and 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 you know that so so you're kind of used to to seeing that um yeah so yeah, for, I mean, we don't get like a we don't get like a student bodies anymore, or like Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. You no, know, uh, we get more like Scary Movie Part Forty Seven than we get like Tucker and Dale, or even like right. Castle in the or uh, Cabin in the Woods, right? Where it's like it's it's, it's kind of taking exactly. a, taking the piss out of and, out of horror movies, right? And this had. Cabin in the Woods like vibes to it by the end, like the wraparound. Did. Yes, but, like yes. You know, it also it, it it had short, you know, portions that stood on their own, and they were scary but fun. Like the first one, like the melty the guy that was melting. He's like, yeah. listen, I can help you if you just like like. <laughs> I right. laughed my ass off at that Damn. poor bastard who was like, because the first thing I thought was like, oh, he's a werewolf. No, he's not. Yeah, exactly. Like, right. He, you know, he just knows what's going to happen and they do enough, just enough to keep that from happening. But somebody else in the group is like a villain. He's like, listen, if you just take this silver off of me, I could help. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going to become a monster. Like it is, it's, it's so like well written it's smart it's funny like it's like it's making fun of horror but at the same time has horror elements like it's like exactly how to do a a comedy horror but from seven different people and it's so hard most of the time for like two people to do it yeah and so to to have an anthology that almost unanimously works as both horror and comedy is like so rare. And like, I just feel like we should like 
everybody needs to watch this movie. If you don't have Shudder at this point, we've talked about it forever on this podcast. If you're listening to us, you don't have a Shudder, then you're not paying attention. Exactly. It's it's it pays for itself. God, oh yeah. Every month after month, it's five dollars. Right. Like it's. And if you if you get it at Halloween, you can get it for less than that. I'm just saying. That. So. Get you a Shutter subscription. Okay. So, uh, it's been a long show, but a good one. Sorry. Good one. Yeah, it has. Um, I knew once we had Jason, it was going to be a long show. That's fine. There's nothing yeah, well, you know, I'm full of it. No, I'm not that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Mitch is like, I knew right, once we had that windbag on. Like, well, you shut the fuck up. I feel like- <laughs> <laughs> For most episodes, at some point, there's there's the time when Binky gets tired of my rambling. He's like, "Okay, yeah, well, next week we're gonna." So, uh, so <laughs> that's you not, know that's having... not what happens. But I, as as, <laughs> as the host and producer, I do have a, a responsibility <laughs> <laughs> to not have it go yes, on forever. Again. Yeah. <laughs> uh so so jace if folks wanted to f- to find you online where where would they go and they should and they should where would I saw, they go uh, yeah, i'm uh, j75 on xbox and uh ps4 and uh currently on uh on podbean only right now level playing field uh which hasn't gone um like wide release because believe it or not there's at least several other shows with the same name so. oh shit <laughs> and do people oh, get shit. you confused with iced tea like i do i always think it's called final level listen jace is not iced tea just so we're clear yeah so i'm gonna end up with some with some like trademark stuff and i'll be like hey we have level playing field so this is like oh, okay we'll change your name yeah yeah Jay, your show is way more important. So fuck those other guys. Exactly. <laughs> I don't care about them. Fuck those guys. Yeah, fuck them. Well, uh, Jace, thanks for coming on the show. Of course, you're welcome whenever you want. Yes, like, please. like we we uh, yeah. we're always happy to you know have other folks join us and and help us. Uh, you know, maybe honestly, what it is is that you know the the more people there are on this show. Uh, the more people know the names of directors and actors and actresses, and then I don't—I'm not the only one who just looks well, like a dumbass. So, yeah, right. And they also like the the more uh, uh, in my case, the more people that are on that can talk about different video games other than Destiny, because mm-hmm. that's all I thought. <laughs> that's that <laughs> so, is true. It was nice. It was great to hear you get to talk about. S- uh, the Last of Us Two with somebody else because I was like, yeah, well, you know, this week the Flashpoint was on Mercury, so I played fucking. <laughs> I don't know if Joel's ever been to Mercury. It's very hot. <laughs> I will. I will say. Uh, I will have to say one more last thing about Last of Us Two. Mm-hmm. So, like you mentioned, Brandon, you know, like if you if you change games that you may never go back to it or something like that. So I've been playing Last of Us Two since I got it from GameFly. Up until today, mm-hmm. and then I played some uh, some Forza Horizon Four uh, with my kids, mm-hmm. and it's just kind of like a really eye opening how dark that game is because right. <laughs> because I mean I played Forza Horizon Four and we're having like a blast and everything like that, yeah. and I'm like man when I go back to Last of Us Two I'm gonna be like depressed. Like, oh my god, <laughs> I've been driving this Lamborghini for like three hours and I haven't run over the first giraffe. Yeah, I haven't wanted to kill a dog once. <laughs> I was like, man, this chick doesn't even have a car. Wow. Yeah, exactly. God, I haven't wanted to. <laughs> 
So that's just so you know, there is that. <laughs> yeah, just individual. You know, your mileage may vary. Maybe you play Forza and you want to yeah. kill a dog. Maybe you play Last of Us Two and you want to ride a mini. Yeah, who knows? Well, there are giraffes and Horza. Horza. Forza. Horizon oh, Four. I've seen that movie. Forza. Forza. Don't forget Forza. The, it's don't a hard the, Z. The T. <laughs> yeah, it's a hard Z, my man. I'm gonna let me know if I can run over giraffes in Forza because I I bought it, but my kids played it and I didn't. So yeah, and also uh, also shout out to you guys. Uh, you know, I know when your uh, your episode at the end of the year, you know, you said that you you guys did horrible things to me, making me watch stuff. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> but actually, you know, uh, you know, truth be told, like when I was a kid, you know, my mom was a single mom, and. You know, that was that was her thing with me. We didn't get to spend a lot of time together because she was working two jobs most of the times. And, uh, you know, right before we moved to Atlanta, she was working two jobs and going to school. So movies were like our things. And horror movies were always like, you know, what she wanted to watch when we were home. So, mm-hmm. I mean, when I was a kid, I used to, I mean, I watched like Nightmare on Elm Street. And, mm-hmm. you know, gave me nightmares, scared the shit out of me, but. You know, I watched sure. that. I watched Thanks. Friday the Thirteenth. Uh, I watched all the John Carpenter stuff. The, you know, the thing. Um, oh, yeah. you know, she she took me to the she took me to the theater to see uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Was it was Dream Warriors? Was that three, three or four? Three. Three. Okay, so I saw that one in the theater. I saw the one after that in the theater. Um, nice. Dream. I forget, forget which. Forget which uh, Friday the Thirteenth I saw in the theater. Um, but yeah, horror wasn't anything. Gonna, it wasn't anything like. Wasn't anything like new for me. It's just been uh, a while. Like when I moved to Georgia, and you know the, the people that I were friends with and everything like that never had an interest in it. So I just kind of it just kind of went back by the wayside. But you know, kind of getting back into watching a few things that you guys recommend. Like you know, I know Mitch. Mitch, I was like when I was watching Hereditary, I was like all over Twitter. I was like, oh my god, oh my god. God. Yeah, man. But that ended up being like one of my favorite movies of that year, just because yeah. of how it was done and how surprising it was. And yeah, it freaked me out, but I enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, it scared the of us too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, House yeah, on Haunted Hill series. All the time. Yeah. yeah, House on Haunted Hill series was was awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, if it weren't for you guys, I would have so, missed out. I would have missed out on like it. I would have missed out on like Midsummer. Um, you know, which you know, Mid Midsummer was funny because I thought like. First hour, I was like, "Okay, I'm fine. It's not going to be that bad." And then <laughs> people start jumping off cliffs, and then yeah. like the second person doesn't die, and they have to keep hitting them with the right. mallet. Right. And then the shit just <laughs> takes off from there. <laughs> yeah, it's fucked, dude. So, so I, I just to kind of bring things back around. Uh, I, you, and I have known each other since way back in the day, like the gamertag uh, database or gamertag.com days and stuff like that. Um. And, uh, you know, we, we've kind of, uh, I have said this before, like I've said this before and I'll say it on the show. Like you've been, you've been better to me than like blood relatives have been to me, uh, over the years. Like, you know, you're, you're, uh, you're one of my favorite people and I'm honored for you to be on the show uh for this and uh you're welcome here anytime i'm so glad i got to meet you uh in person for the first time last year after uh it too and Mickey and, and Gene. Gene, you went to see it too and then uh like that was just a, it was an amazing day for me because i had had a fairly shitty um 
few a couple of months you know lost my dad and uh that was kind of the end of that thing like the end of of a horrible couple of months uh it was like literally right before i went back to work after being out of work for a couple of months um so like thank you for for coming out i know you didn't watch the movie but you like literally stood outside the theater and waited for us to get out and uh i'll watch it later (laughs) right but just just being willing to do that and then we just went and had a beer uh you know at a restaurant after uh thank you uh for that and and thank you i I enjoy your show level playing field i listen to it uh, on my way to work and i work at a place that i fucking hate so when you do a new episode, it gives me something to look forward to. So I appreciate you, uh, you know, uh, not just now, but since I've known you, like you sent me controllers for no reason, have a PSVR, you know, because of you. Um, so yeah, uh, you're a fucking awesome dude and you're welcome on, on our, our tiny podcast. Anytime, you know, you want to to watch, you know, whatever we're watching or if you're playing something that I'm not like even that was fucking great. You know, like I'm I'm going to go into The Last of Us 2 wearing different goggles than I would have uh, to begin with. So so thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Definitely thanks to you guys. And thank you to everybody who listens and uh, hangs out with us. Next two weeks, uh, geez, episode 100. I, we don't have anything planned. Hey! I feel like we should, but we don't have anything planned. And hey, unfortunately... Hey, I have one thing to say. Uh, sorry, B, not to okay. cut you off. Because we uh, we're, we're coming in hot in the... Yeah, it's, it's a long one. <laughs> wrap it up! Just, <laughs> wrap it up. So, yeah, if anybody has listened to our show... Uh, specifically from the Hagazusa episode forward, we've talked about Hagazusa a lot. Uh, I haven't watched it. Uh, I haven't watched it. Well, <laughs> to uh, to interact, but yeah, uh, I um, I I purchased on Amazon UK. I imported uh, a copy of Hagazusa from no Arrow. Shit. That was like the super collector's edition. And then I got an email. It was like, well, there's an, there was an issue with the order. You're not going to get it. And I was like, okay. So I bought it again, uh, from a different site and I have two copies. (laughs) So there may be a giveaway for episode 100. (laughs) If you're region free and you want to watch a movie about a witch eating a boiled baby. And who wouldn't, who wouldn't, who wouldn't. If you're listening to this show, like, oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. Uh, Unfortunately, I I can't I can't say I I hope to be able to do show in the next two weeks. My uh, I got a family situation going on. I don't really know what the time frame for that's going to be. It ain't great. I can tell you that much. Uh, I'm hoping that in the next two weeks we can do episode 100. But I also can't necessarily guarantee it. Um, You know, either I'm so. Yeah, so, but uh, we'll we'll try to figure something out, uh, whatever it is. Even if it's just, you know, the two of us or the three of us just doing what we always do. There's nothing wrong with that, falling back on the things that 
bring us joy. Uh, so for uh, it's been episode ninety nine. Thank you so much for myself and Jace and Mitch for hanging out. We really appreciate it. Uh, be safe. You know what? Wear a mask. It's not hard. Just fucking wear a yeah. mask. Uh, and then, uh, and we'll all get through this, uh, together, but sir, for, for myself, Mitch and Jace, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Uh, this has been episode 99 of divided by werewolves. And we look forward to spending some more time with you in the next couple weeks. I remembered it this time. Exactly. Uh, so thank you so much. Uh, have a good night and we will talk to you soon. <laughs>